Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Bogey Golf Podcast. We are your hosts, Larry, and by phone today. I'm calling in from one dungeon to your dungeon, buddy. So you're in the Patches studio. I'm just going to say I'm in the Butchie studio tonight. <laughs> We're coming live. We're proud to be broadcasting uh, as part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, we are what they aren't, which is uh, we, we're good and they're not. You are, what a lot, you are what a lot of people aren't, buddy. <laughs> I'm a... Greek God. You Except are. I'm not Greek. You know, you know what you were this week? Your meme game was strong. <laughs> on uh, what? What did? Uh, what did Mr. McElroy do to you? I'm not saying anything you said wasn't true, but man, he uh, he caught the venom a little bit. Well, so hang on, I got to get through the spiel. Uh, <laughs> go to BellyUpSports.com. Check out the forums. Let's continue to bring some great golf content. I did post something today, so we got that going for us. And then uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We hope that you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, the best way to show it is to give us that five-star rating and share it on your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or wherever else you uh, want to share it with your friends. And then make sure to follow us on Instagram, Bogey Golf Podcast, Twitter at Bogey Golf Podcast, and Facebook the Bogey Golf Podcast. All right, Pat. So back to uh, <laughs> well, hang on. now 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 that you went there, you took me off track. So now we got to do one more thing. So we're going to start posting our weekly picks with the other uh, Belly Up guys in the forums. So to try to get the we're going to try to make the forums a happen in place to be. So if you want to jump in the forums, give us your picks to uh, make fun of our picks. After your picks are better than ours, tell us how stupid we are. Jump in the forums. Um, We'll get that up tomorrow, so those will be out there. So feel free to see who we like, and then you guys jump in on top of us and do better than us. Well, they'll for sure do better than me because my picks were piss poor. I think three of them didn't make the cut. That's not good, but we, we were not playing a do not make the cut bet. It was actually who you think will do well. Yeah, if we were playing a do not make the cut bet, I would have nailed it. I mean, parlay, parlay king right there, but okay. So, so now, so what did did. Were you beaten by a man named Rory in your childhood? Like, well, like Rory's the lion's were... mascot, so I've always secretly hated it. <laughs> His furry cousin from Detroit. Yeah, they're both losers. Um, no, I, I don't have anything against Rory. It was just uh, like I wasn't gonna bash HB3 because he's the people's champ, and I wasn't gonna bash uh, Adam Scott because he was still winning. So it really only left. 
Rory. Um, do you know why HB3 is the people's champ? Because he topped a three wood. <laughs> he he topped a fucking three wood. <laughs> I a, loved a, every second a, of it. On a three hundred yard hole, like that's the man. Like, <laughs> like to me, I'm more happy he did that than one. I'm sure he would have rather won, but to me, that just makes the people's champ grow more. That he just straight topped a three wood with the pressure on. <laughs> so that course, it must have been playing super difficult because there was a hole where. I think Rory made triple and Scott made double. And yeah. you just don't see stuff like that on the, on the pro tour. Then there was, I mean, Tiger played like absolute dog shit the whole weekend, but he was, he hit two shots out of one bunker. He ended up holding the one, but then there was another hole around that same hole where they made double and triple. Um, they both hit chip shots that didn't make it up the hill and rolled back. And then it was just it, like shit you don't see chili dippers and just like i don't know if they all choked or if the course was just super hard for sunday see what, what i liked is i think it was hard but there was a little bit of choking going on but i mean i know that the distance thing is going to continue to be an issue there was nothing wrong with the golf being played on sunday i know they firmed it up and they made it a little bit harder for the pros like you could hit a 340 350 it didn't matter the course was playing tough so, I mean, for, note to everybody out there who wants to roll back equipment, like, they can tune these things up because that baby was playing hard on Sunday. Yeah. All you got to do is make the greens like cement and the rough long, <laughs> and it's going, right. you're going to take the scores uh, up a stroke or two. Yeah. And then, uh, your other, uh, so we kind of, we were joking about Tiger a little bit. And honestly, on Sunday, you could care, you could tell that. I mean, he gave zero fucks. He, like he was just he, wasn't he like six <laughs> over? <laughs> yeah, like he was just he was there, and it kind of led to. I mean, the one thing you posted was pretty funny. Like if if you're not first, you're last. Like he didn't care where the hell he was finishing. He just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, like, it was like, he like was there was at, no desire to climb the leaderboard. There was nothing. Yeah, he was like he was in the uh, the parking lot at a Perkins. He didn't care where he was finishing. He just wanted to make sure it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one but thank you thank you i'll be um, here all week try the veal so what do you think about him uh do you care that he's skipping mexico is that irrelevant to you or are you just worried about him ramping up for the masters like what is your what is your view on him pulling on the wgc this weekend well i mean obviously i it sucks because i events are more fun when tigers in them um but I mean, he's got to do, he knows his body. He knows what's best for him. It's not going to, playing in Mexico is not going to uh, make or break him. I, I think that if I were him, I'd want to get right back out there because I just finished dead last, but he doesn't really have to prove anything to anybody. So, Well, how, how about the comment that he made that you and I will never make in our lives? He needed to take some time off to put some weight on him. <laughs> he, 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 he felt he, he felt a little too light out there. Like what? What is that? I have no idea. I've never felt that way in my life. Um, you sent right. I got, go ahead. You sent a uh, a couple good articles to me today. I did, and and what's what's awesome is in the in the uh, in the time of uh, getting my phone converted over today, I, I lost a lot of stuff. So you're gonna have to remind me what those articles are. But I must have liked them when I sent them. So. What do we got on the agenda? All right, so you sent an article. Hang on, I got to pull it up on my phone. It's probably gonna. Oh, the one is uh, our buddy Bungjay living out of hotels. I do remember yeah, that. So one. that's, that's the one that I really want to talk about. Absolutely awesome. 
Yeah, so you sent that article over about uh, Sung J M, who, by the way, is the man. I mean, I don't know. I know you weren't being the degenerate DraftKings or slash gambler that I am. I mean, I was. I knew about Sung Jae early last year when he went kind of on his little role of A, playing every weekend, and B, playing very well every weekend. Um, I did not know, however, until this article pointed out that he didn't, he's a man without a home. So he's basically, his life consists of what I believe heaven would be like. So he, <laughs> he lives in a hotel and then finds a local course and he plays golf and sleeps in a hotel. So he never has to cook. He never cleans. Like he leaves. I'm sure it's a beautiful suite. He stays in it. He goes, he finds a, a club to sponsor him for the week. He, he goes, he hits golf balls and then he goes back to the hotel. It's not bad. All, all you would need is a little, uh, Bob Craft massage parlor somewhere along the way and it wouldn't be your heaven. First of all, we've talked about this before. I'm not paying for a hand ski because nobody can do it better than I can. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was 12. There's no way that, that anyone in the massage parlor could do it better than me. Um, you got a late start there, but <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it's probably 10 actually. Um, so he'll like, this is what it says. So the article is good. It's in golf digest. The Q and A is, is good, but it's kind of, you know, it's through an interpreter. So it's not, it's not great, but they say that like, they ask him like, why doesn't he, have a house here and it's just because he wants to focus on business well he's here he focuses on golf and that's it so he'll find like the local korean restaurant get food from there and play golf and stay in a hotel it's actually being dead serious it's it's effing awesome yeah like, he's 21 you, years about, old I, and and honestly i think there's that's probably how and it's probably a lot shittier hotels like red roof Inn and stuff like that but that's how the guys on the corn ferry live i believe i mean i'm sure they have home bases yeah, but that's how the corn ferry guys go into tournament. Yeah. To tournament. Yeah. But they're doing it with, there's three dudes in the room and, and shit like that. They're not <laughs> staying at like the four seasons or something. They also haven't earned $4.77 million in their career already either. So yeah, but this dude worked for it, man. He played in, uh, the, the most events last year, 35. He was, uh, and I'm, I'm not to go back to the DraftKings again. He was an automatic start. Like and I know he, got, you know, where he got a lot of props. He got pretty big during the Presidents Cup. He yeah, he ass. was he was three one and zero in the Presidents Cup, and he beat uh, yeah, and Gary I, Woodland. And I think that's where like the non junkie golf fans kind of found him. Um, and he had that goofy ass uh, band aid on his ears that made him even more recognizable. Um, but he's really fun to watch. Um, it's it, but the article is just amazing, and that he's kind of traveling around with his parents. So he's in one room, and the parents are in the other. It's just uh, it's pretty cool. If you take a peek at it at uh at Golf Digest, and it's uh, it's awesome. It, it made it made me smile reading about my main man Sung Jay. Yeah, I think I like it. Maybe uh, CT Pan might get uh, kicked off my list, and and Sung Jay might be my new Asian. No, it will. No, is, is Sung Jay building up a repertoire of a uh, of a woman in every city? Is there going to be a bunch of those Sung Jays running around in a couple of years? I don't know because when you read. This is, it says, uh, they ask him something about like his life and he t- says, uh, he moves from hotel to hotel content to live a simple life of eating, sleeping and playing golf. I don't think that women are even like, he doesn't, he, I don't think he's, he's not after it. He, he doesn't care. He's a machine. Yeah. So, so his, his nickname, his nickname became Iron Byron last year because he played every week. So maybe that's what he is. He's just a golfing robot. And you know what? 
like you said, that may be a version of heaven at some point. He's the Ivan Drago of uh, <laughs> of golf. See what what we need though is we need we need to, going back to our that we need a little more shit talking in golf. Like we need we need Sungjae to tell everybody else that they're not as committed as he is, and for him to give him a little bit of shit. So the hard part is right. So much like with the LPJ when we talked about it before. He he seems like from this article he has a great personality and stuff, but unfortunately he doesn't speak English, so he, he like he can't talk shit, and that really like from a marketing standpoint really holds people back. The the only good part about it though, and we kind of learned a little bit of this growing up in a in a diverse area. If you can say something in another language that no one else understands, like he could basically like be shaking Tiger's hand and say "fuck you" very kindly. Like, like, as long as he's smiling, you think he's saying something nice to you. That's good. Point. So he could be, he could be an elite level shit talker, and we have no clue about it. Yeah, but that's like a tree falling in the woods, you know. Yeah, but not to him. Like he could call all his buddies and be like, "Hey, like, I told Tiger to lick my balls today." <laughs> um, and, and he's and he's and he smiled back. Well, maybe he would. I don't know what he's into. Right. Um, so the other article, and this is, we won't go too deep into all of this. I mean, we've all heard the stories, um, but with uh, with the big man having a birthday this week, Mr. Jordan, some of the, the Jordan's off stories kind of came out. When when you saw that Jordan was 57? It made me feel 57? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. shocked. I knew he was old, but... I didn't know he was almost 60. Is it bad that in my mind I still wouldn't have written off a comeback? Like, I thought he could probably still play. I still like, think that, he can is that play. Bad? No, I, so I, I was just shocked to find out he was 57. I don't know. So besides being, like, a shitty owner, like, he's got to be so much fun to be around until you're playing golf with him. And he throws out. 300 grand a hole. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Or here's a good one for you, buddy. Let's let's play for, and this is a quote, whatever makes you scared. Yeah, that's what he told Ricky Fowler, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, what do you want to play for? Whatever yeah. makes you scared. For Ricky Fowler, would that be washing his hair? <laughs> <laughs> you got to shave off that horrible mustache if you lose. Man, you hate every. 
who do you like on tour? No, listen, for the Ricky Fowler, I make fun of the him because I love him. Like that's, okay. That's the, um, that, yeah, that was a love insult about his greasy hair and okay. his mustache because I think Ricky Fowler, like, I know I said he sucked the other day, but that was just because he's let me down so many times not winning the big one, but I love Ricky Fowler. Okay. So, so you, you actually like the, the, he does seem like a good dude, being yeah. honest. Like he comes well, Ricky Fowler seems like he'd be the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Rory seems like an asshole to me. He might have been the man of the people before HV3 stole his crop, but HV3 is definitely the man of the people at this point. It's hard to, it's hard to argue that HV3 is the man of the people, but we're both biased because we love, uh, bringing it back, <laughs> we love Jordan and we love the Jordan brand and HV3, uh, he reps the Jordan pretty tight. He does. He does. Um, and then the, the one story that came out last year when Ronit kind of leaked it out about he beat Jordan playing the first 18 for a couple of G's. MJ refused to lose, so they got hammered and played another 18. Yeah, before a basketball had, game. <laughs> right, then MJ had a game. <laughs> and, then, and then here's the kicker. He lost again. All right, double or nothing. <laughs> we win by 20, and I have 40 points. So MJ coming off of 36 with a little buzz. Dropped 52 points on the Cavs and they won by 26. Yeah. Now, whether or not this is true, or, whether, whether or not it's true or not, I don't care. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, it's gotta be true, right? I mean, you could tell me that he parted the Red Sea and I believe it. So sure. Um, I like the one. So, uh, Justin Thomas, I saw this on Instagram today. He actually tells this story. So his dad was like in charge of a golf course and, um, when Jordan would go down to the Kentucky Derby, he played there for like four weeks in a, or four years in a row. And when JT was 13, he was caddying for Jordan and his friends. And after a couple, he started caddying for him when he was 13. After a couple of years, um, Jordan started to like him and they were playing golf and he said, I got the little man. And it was JT versus, uh, JT and Jordan versus everybody. And from the story that JT told on Instagram, he played with him for like seven holes and he made four birdies. Oh yeah, it says it in this article. So yeah, JT was the man. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being like, let's, let me, let's just, we're going to make up an age of 15 or 16 and you're Michael Jordan's partner for God knows how much money. No, no. And like, if you picked like what I was good at at 15, just say it was like Madden. I was pretty good at Madden at 15. I still think I would choke it away if it was like me and Jordan versus someone because you're with Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, I mean, could you, you know how it feels like disappoint your partner in league and you kind of just kind of like hang your head a little bit like, man, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine looking at Jordan and be like, yeah, I really pissed my, I really pissed on my leg on that three footer mic. Um, my bad, bro. Like, yeah, I just, would, I just, I just go run and jump in a lake and drown myself. Yeah, I don't know what I would do because you know Jordan would not. Uh, he's not going to take it easy on you. Yeah, so 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 happy birthday to MJ. Please, in golf shoes, you're onto a gold mine, buddy. I know you really need the cash from all your golf game boys. So you think you keep can picking still out awesome retros? Thousand percent. Because I remember when he was when he turned fifty. I think it was fifty. He dunked on Letterman. So I, he I don't want to say I. He can still dunk. I don't want to say I bet everything I have, but I would bet a hell of a lot. Yeah, you can't lose those hops. Yeah, I, I mean, I would bet, I would bet everything I got. I think <laughs> any six, any six six though, 
It's not. No, I bet you Spud Webb can't dunk. But no, is he still alive? All right. So, so what else we got? But oh, I got, I got some news for you. So we went for our second fitting yesterday. It went well. Well, first fitting for you. So you got some new sticks on order. I ordered my sticks, and then uh, yeah, I got the I uh, karma T three hundred from Titleist coming at you. How how excited are you to get them? Um, I would say a 10. <laughs> I, I, I need them. I need them now. And it's two weeks. It's two weeks from yesterday. And this was the longest day of my life. I mean, you have to be so jacked because I was sitting there today and I just kept looking around like, has it been two weeks yet? The fact, <laughs> the fact that we have to wait two to three weeks. And yesterday probably doesn't count because it was a holiday. Um, so you were, from the first day we went for the fitting, you were legitimately god-awful. I mean, horrific. To where yesterday, you were hitting the ball really well, and then when you got those irons, and this is where part of me thinks that um, Dominic has some kind of voodoo gypsy magic. No question all of about sudden, it. Like, you, just tur- you just turned the stripe show on, and it was just <laughs> just one after another. And yeah, with the ball, was pretty, ball was speed, was, he, to watch. he like increased my ball speed by a few miles an hour. I got an extra 10 yards on my seven iron. Like, how is that? Po- I said that to you too, when you went to grab another club, I said, how, how is that possible? How can it just go up? Like nothing about me changed. It was just him tweaking everything and, and giving me what makes me the best, what makes my idiotness the best. It's crazy. And what's funny is I was locked in on the pings, and then all of a sudden you start striping those things, and I'm like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, Dominic, we might need to reschedule another fitting. I think mean, I want to hit those now. Um, so it actually took a lot of self-control on my part not to try to join the party and, like, come join you on, where, on these irons that you were just ripping because they were coming off hot. And, I mean, we played a lot of golf together. And of the – let's say once he set you up, of the 10 swings once you were set up, those were probably – five of the 10 best iron shots I've ever seen you hit in terms of like compression ball flight. Like it was, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. The, like my ball doesn't usually go that high or that far. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked to, uh, it, you know, takes, good, it takes a lot for me. To, height, it takes me a lot for me to reach in my pocket that quickly. <laughs> good call on the height part. I didn't even notice that, but you're right. You were hitting the ball a fair amount higher than you normally do. Yeah. yeah so it, that at was, least 10 or, I, I 10 or 15 feet higher in the air and, and it was going further. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that part, but you're 100% right here. The hype is incredible. So, yeah, we're uh, so we're both kind of just going to sit there and text each other every day. And whoever gets them first, like say one guy gets them two days before the other one, there's going to be some major jealousy going on there. Oh, for sure. Well, I still have more to do, though, because I still have to get uh, the top of the bag fit. You know, I only went to five iron, so I still got to get the hybrid and stuff. I know, and that, that, that'll be – so we will have a lot of uh, – I hope you guys enjoyed uh, our time with Dominic because we are going to have him on more often because, I mean, we got to go through that. And then I still got one more club to put in there. And I think what we both realized um, is we both might need a little bit of wedge work too. So, I mean, I can't refinance the house and go all in on a new bag all at one time, but I think I have some new wedges in my future too. Um, you loved your Cleveland zone. And you almost had me thinking that that's what's for me. And I was reading all their stuff today and, I don't know. I think I need to actually spend some time with them. The CBX two is a is a great wedge for uh, for players like us. What do you do? Why are you breathing so loud? 
I'm, I'm pacing. Oh, stop. Sounds like you're having a heart attack. Are you jerking off over there? Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Um, no, but what I realized when we were just screwing around on the putting green, I mean, I think I hit five chips with them and three of them almost went in. Yeah, you were hitting some pretty good chips with them. It's, it's hard to say though, like, um, sometimes you try out a club and, and it works really well, like, and then you actually take it out on the course and it's not, it's not the same. So we'll see what happens, like, from going from range to, to out on the course. I like to see what this will do to my game. Well, and with, with wedges, you actually make a phenomenal point. It is nothing compares to real turf. So the fact that I was chipping them great off of the mat or off of the, the putting green, like it's obviously far from a real scenario. So especially with what, with wedges, you need some turf out there. Yeah. So, um, and then you went to your lesson today at the golf leadership Academy, your first one. And, uh, I did. What is it called? Clap back. Your clubs clap back at you. So we uh we we had a little bit of we had a little karma. So um the the clubs must have known that I was uh I was out kind of around. Um, well, you've come home smelling so, like other clubs. Right, I did. I, <laughs> I had a little had a little lipstick on the collar. Um so I uh first off had had me in such a Jedi happiness mind space that I legitimately snapped the head off of an iron and we just smiled and laughed about it. Like that's, that's how good he is at getting you in a mental space. Like normally there'd be F bombs flying. I'd be like, what the hell? And no, we just, we just smiled and laughed about it. It was actually a good swing in that. The head just snapped right off. So it was, uh, he, he, and, and being the, the positive guy he is, he goes, sometimes when you, when you have to let something go, it just has to tell you. So it was, uh, it was the club's way of telling me it was time. Well, you said about how the improvement I made from my first fitting till the other day. And when I went to my lesson on Saturday, I talked to him about it and, and we came up with a plan about like how I would warm up, um, and just how I would go through it. And like he walked me through not being nervous and not like, he's like, you know, uh, He's the guy's your buddy. You trust him. He's going to do his job. You have to do your job. You got to hit the center face. You got to do. And he just gave me like a list of stuff. So I went in like with like with a list, like a machine, like, all right, I got to do this. I got to start with balance. I got to start. Then I'll put some face tape on. And like I warmed up with a purpose and um I liked it. And I think I have a, a, a warm up routine now, which I've never had before. Did you pick? But what's crazy is you picked up like six miles an hour of swing. Not ball, not ball speed, swing speed, which but, is what was incredible. But I think it might be from what he said, like those, cause I was hitting those Cleveland UHX, which I love. Um, but the shaft in them is a little, a little bit too much for me. Okay. I can't handle all that shaft. <laughs> the first, first time I've ever heard you say that. Yeah, usually I can take the whole thing, but, um, <laughs> well, Pat, we're up to 30 minutes, so we got to get this thing going. Um, all right. We interviewed Bradley Converse from the Bradley Putter Company. And I found this guy on Instagram. Uh, somebody messaged me too, like, have you ever seen these Bradley putters? And I went on his website and on his Instagram and he makes the most beautiful putters that the world has ever seen. And, um, I was like, I have to talk to this guy. So 
uh, one of the good things of us being on our own is that like, just because somebody, uh, we can talk to whoever we want and they don't have to be like a big, we can talk to a guy who it's two guys in a shop in Oregon making the sweetest custom putters that I've ever seen in my life. And it's awesome. So, I mean, I walked away from that interview, a so impressed, like for one, like just in him and everything he's done and the, the guts that he had to do what he's done. And then the quality and the passion that goes in every one of his products. And just for the listeners out there, I mean, like, like we got, we, we're getting nothing to hype this guy for you guys. This was just a pure thing that we found and something we loved. We wanted to share with everybody. So they're, they're higher end. There's something that I thought about it after. It's almost something that you compare to like, like a Rolex. Like once you get it, like it becomes almost like a generational pass down type thing. Like that's how I've used this putter. Yeah, you I agree, can't walk 100%. into a golf shop and buy something like that. No, no, because you can't. And we'll get it. We get into it when we talk to him. It doesn't exist until you make it exist. So it's like a, it's almost like a child. Like you have to. You can send him in wood if you have like a special piece of wood. Like he made one. Um, don't well, yeah, I don't, don't want to ruin it. Away. Just listen. Listen to the interview and listen to some of the putters he's made, and they all have just great stories. And you can tell that he just loves it because he remembers the stories. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So without further ado, here's our interview with Bradley Converse from the Bradley Putter Company. All right, bogey golfers, we are lucky enough to have Bradley from the Bradley Putter Company uh, with us today. The Bradley Putter Company makes the uh, sweetest putters I've ever seen. Uh, Bradley, thanks for being on, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, yeah, my name's Brad Converse. I uh, went with Bradley Putters versus Converse Putters, since that would have just been a bunch of foot wedges. Uh, name <laughs> kind of pretty, but already been taken. Uh, but yeah, so I'm 31 years old in, uh, Southern Oregon in Grants Pass, specifically about two and a half hours from Bandon Dunes. Um, trained to be a mechanical engineer at the Oregon State Honors College. Uh, spent around 10 years designing military equipment to survive nukes. And then they wanted me to move to Virginia. I said, I'm good. Started looking for something else to do and, uh, started making putters. So you went from, uh, making things to survive nuclear attacks to putters yeah pretty much um i mean i did a lot of different things i worked for a a small defense contracting company and so i mean did everything from designing cannons to shoot satellites into space stealth technology stuff um yeah i mean i uh, robotics a lot of programming wrote like five different languages and i was just a your typical lead engineer on projects and uh but i was doing that out of grants pass they had a really small um, satellite office that I was able to work out of and 
did all sorts of crazy fun stuff. Um, but they wanted me to move to Virginia to keep that job, and I had no desire to live in Virginia. So I uh, noped out of that and started looking for something else to do. So how long have you been making these putters? Uh, just over three years now. So we're we're in the fourth year. What made – how did – are you a golfer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been – Golfing since I was like 10, been whittling since I was five. Uh, my dad and I used to go bowling together all the time, but that got just kind of monotonous. So we decided to take up golfing instead, uh, in middle school and I just fell in love with it. So, I mean, there was, a, there was a summer in, um, my, I think junior year of college or of high school. I played golf pretty much every single day of the summer, usually around 36 to 40 some holes every day. It was a little bit ridiculous. That's my, that's what I did last year. It's, uh, my goal to play even more this year. Um, nice. how did you come up with this? Because I, like I found them on Instagram and I'm, I'm clicking through Instagram and I see these putters that are like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then I thought, well, these must be for like, you know, rich guys who just stick one in their office. But then I go on the site and people are saying how great of a feel they have and that they're, I mean, they're like legit putters that are just all oh, yeah. works of art. So how, how the hell did you come up with this? I mean, it's a long process to get to where we are. Um, but I mean, it, it did happen really fast. So, um, I mean, essentially I, I knew I wanted to start my own company. I had an entrepreneurship minor in addition to my engineering degree. So I, I knew I wanted to use that at some point in my life. And I talked to a bunch of mentors and they were like, now nah, is the best time to do it. So just find something you want to do and go. So I was up at, uh, up in Portland, Oregon on Black Friday, 2016. And we went to this store called The Real Mother Goose. It's like one of the favorite stores there. They closed and they're just open at the airport now. But it was uh, just really high-end craftsman arts, like artisanal um, furniture and all sorts of just really cool stuff. And so just walking through there, and I knew that there was a supplier of Burlwood in Grants Pass. Knew him well. And um, I knew I wanted to do something with Burlwood. It was just really cool stuff. And I, you know, I love wood working but i wanted to incorporate it you know into alarm clocks or something goofy and then i saw this wooden drum at the room of the goose store and i pictured a golf ball dropping on it and from that it kind of gave me the idea that was on black friday on saturday i built a website and did some facebook ads to see if there was interest and there was so on sunday i built some designs on monday I built putter one tuesday I built putter two wednesday shafted them and thursday had them on the course holy shit so um how many have you built? Do you do you keep count or uh, about thirteen hundred? So my question to you is this: because after I I looked at them, I thought these things have to be you know a thousand dollars a piece, and mm-hmm. they're four they're four hundred bucks. They start at they're they're so they're they get up to a thousand. I mean, yeah, like they're, we try to make them affordable. Uh, I mean, when we add all sorts of crazy, like you know, it's, everything's handmade, so. It gets up there where you know the average price someone's spending on a custom putter can get in the seven fifty to eight fifty range. But yeah, I mean people also are getting putters for you know four hundred some bucks because they don't need all the crazy customizations. And uh, I, I I want these things to be used. I don't want them to be things that just get put in the closet or put in the man cave and never touched because it's you know, too expensive to touch. That's not the goal. So, how long does it take you to build one putter? Um. So that's a very, that's a complicated question. So, um, on website, we say like six to eight weeks. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of steps to the process. It, uh, and it's taken a lot of time to figure out all those steps and get them perfect, but it's several weeks. Um, there's a lot of steps that take, you know, overnight cures or 
and I can walk through the process of it. So essentially what we do is we take a piece of wood. People send us wood. Uh, they'll send us some special material to incorporate. We take that wood. We have to dry it completely. That alone can take two weeks sometimes. Like I put the wood in a toaster oven, and I just keep measuring it every day until it no longer drops weight. And that's when I know that there's no longer any water left in it. Yeah, so I watch point, on Instagram you doing that which I think might be one of the nerdiest things that I do, but like where you say, guess how much it weighs after and, sh- and then I get all excited and like, I don't, I'm not a wood. I have no idea why I'm so interested in, I love golf, but I love the, the building part. Like, it's so cool that you put the videos up and stuff. I don't know. It just, it blows my mind. Brad, if you make, well, him, if fun, you make like, a woodworker, we're in trouble. This is Pat. If, if, if I come <laughs> down here next week and he's down here whittling wood for one, it won't be the quality of yours, but I'll be pretty scared. Yeah, I have, there's a lot of people that like message me. I mean, I got Reddit messages right now. I'm getting back to it. People asking for tips on how to make them. And I usually tell people like, honestly, good luck. Like I, <laughs> there's so many steps that you have to get exactly right. But if you mess up one of those steps, you're going to have a junk putter. And so if I tell people, Oh yeah, I'll totally help you do it. Like, and I used to do that back in the day. They're going to end up with a junk putter. Like there's no way that they have all the right materials, all the right, like we pour our own lead. Like I have a mold I had to make to get the lead just right. Like every single step has to go perfectly or else you fail. So like, yeah, I, I do not encourage people to try and make wood putters because it can kind of work out okay, but it, I've never seen anybody get close and it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun experiment. Just don't expect it to go well. Like expect to have a good time, but these things, I mean, there's a reason why they're expensive. There's a reason why no one else does what I do is because it's just mostly impossible to do it. Like the fact that we figured it out is mostly magic. But that's like some ass calling Henry Ford in the 1900 and saying, Hey Hank, I want to build a car. Walk me through it. Kind of. I mean, I don't get, I mean, people that are going to do that usually are ones that, you know, have the money to drop on a putter. So I'm not trying to like, Oh, like I don't ever tell someone like, oh, you just, well, you gotta buy one of mine. I'm not gonna help you. It really comes down to the fact that it is there's so many steps that even if I was watching you over the shoulder as you do it, I'm gonna forget to tell you to do something that I just do inherently. Or Brett, my one employee, just does. You know, it's just intuitive for us now, and you're gonna mess something up. And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's like just to stabilize the wood in the first place, getting the wood cuts the right uh, size. You have to make sure that the wood isn't like when you cut it with a table saw. You have to then sand it at a, um, a low enough grit that you open up the pores so that it absorbs properly. That's really important. You have to uh, make sure that it's at the right temperature when you put it in the stabilization. Um, you don't want to get to – it'll start curing too soon if you get too warm. You have to then put it in a vacuum chamber and get it to about 29 and a half inches of mercury. Uh, if you don't get enough of the air out of it, then it just won't stabilize properly. Um, you have to let that – you have to do that for two, three hours, and then once – that has uh, gotten all the air out. Then you have to let it soak. You have to make sure there's enough stabilization juice in there that it soaks all in, but it'll soak in a ton. Then after that, you have to rinse it off and um, put it in a toaster oven for at exactly 200 degrees for about three hours. And that's just to make the block before you even pour acrylic. So, I mean, there's just so many. Uh, Do you ever it, think a lot that, of chemistry, like, a lot of science. you should be curing cancer or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not do well with medical stuff. Like... I mean, I was, so I was doing all sorts of really cool engineering things for military stuff. And honestly, like the military industrial complex just annoys me. Like I, I don't like how much money is spent frivolously on stupid things. Like, like I have no problem making these. Oh yeah. Well, and there's like, there's reasons for it, but it's just such a mess. Whereas like my putters, like they're expensive, but they're not mortgage level expensive. They're not and, expensive though. Like every putter I've ever bought costs 
at least $400. Like I can yeah. get your putter and then none of them look like this. Like, cause I've built, well, and I've built like, stories different into ones it. on your way. Yeah. Website. I mean, like I, like my goal, like, you know, I, I spend about half hour on the phone with every custom putter client, like 99% of them call me up and then we come up with a design together and I'm trying, my goal is to make something priceless where, you know, we're incorporating materials from their childhood home or, you know, they send a shark tooth from a shark they caught or something where, because what happens with these putters is they're so unique looking that people always ask questions about it. So if you're playing with a, a new group at a charity tournament and you're out on the green, someone's going to be like, what is that putter and what's the story there? And it's going to be a chance to talk about your relationship with your dad. Like I just sent one off to a, a guy who did a secret Santa for Reddit and he sent me a pine cone from a tree that his dad, um, it was on a course that he and his dad used to play together all the time. And uh, he'd always be behind the tree. His dad would always say, just aim for the tree. He'd never actually hit the tree, and it always worked out fine until one day he actually hit the tree. And so they busted up laughing. They had to stop. Like, when they were young, it was a real, real pivotal memory for him. And so we took a pine cone from that tree and put it in a putter. And I got a message from his dad saying, like, how, you know, he was tearing up over this, how, how cool it was um, that, you know, he's going to have that story, that piece of his childhood with him every time he plays. I'm tearing up over here, and I don't even know the guy. That's because your shucks. father's uh, not that great, so you're just <laughs> right. jealous. Right, so, um, for, so for my day, can you put like a half-smoked joint into a putter for me or something to make me remember? <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm putting a hemp leaf in one right now, so and making out a hemp too. So, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. I uh, typically try to do happy thoughts, but right. you know, do whatever you want. Can can you make one out of anything? Because I saw you made one out of Legos. There's... Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the Lego have, one right now. Yeah, you, is that one done? Because I was watching on Instagram. I didn't see the, if the We just shafted it up. Uh, we're going to be glossing it shortly. I'll be taking pictures of that one soon. Um, yeah, I mean, there's very few materials that you can't use. I mean, so we can stabilize like any, pretty much any wood. We can use any wood. Um, and then putting materials in the acrylic, we put, you know, we put leaves. We put Legos. We put teeth. We put uh, coins. We're doing paper money. We've done uh, Saddam Hussein's chair. Yeah, um, that, one, I mean, that one was awesome. I, I read about that one. That's so cool. So I met a guy in Bermuda who uh, was in uh, in Iraq in 2003 and met him. You know, we were playing around together. And after we got off the course, he's like, can you make a putter out of anything? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could. What do you got in mind? Well, I've got a chair. And turns out he was in the palace in 2003, and like you know, they they're really careful at making sure people didn't take things from the palace. So we just found this random, relatively simple chair, took off part of it, like stuffed it in his bag, and somehow made it out of the country with it. Uh, which I won't tell you his name, so no one can go hunt him down. But then I, uh, yeah, so he got me the fabric. I took the fabric, it took part of the rails, used the rail as the face and the base of it, and then created a weight puck and uh, kind of upholstered the fabric around the outside of it and then poured acrylic over that. And it just, it's so freaking cool looking. And they made a second one for um, the, one of the guys who's the, uh, the minister of defense for Kuwait. Cause he thought that was pretty cool. So um, do you ever start and then it like this far in the process, does it, do you still have time sometimes where it just doesn't work? Um, yeah, I mean, there's times where, like, you have to tweak things and try different ideas. Like, um, I did one where we're still working on it, where, um, we poured, like, I wanted to do this logo where it, uh, had, like, a semicircle with yellow on top and orange on bottom, sharp line, and, like, trying this one method that just didn't work at all, but then realized, oh, we could just use half the circle and then pour the other side. Like, there's a whole lot of problem solving, but honestly, like, that's... 
as an engineer, that's what I do best. Like there's ever a problem that I can't solve. Um, just cause I like compared to what I used to do, this is playing with crowns. Like not to, I mean, it's just very simple compared to what I've been trained to do. Um, in terms of material science and all that, like this, I've created a art method that I have a ton of tools at my disposal and then we're very good at it. And so, I mean, if someone comes to me saying really anything, it's like, yeah, we're, we can either stabilize it and use it as like an alignment line. Like I'm, um, using wood from a, uh, a piece of furniture that came over on the Oregon trail and we just had a really small piece of it, but we stabilized it and we're going to carve that up and use that as the alignment line. Um, <laughs> There's there's always ways to use just about any material, um, and it's just got to be there enough that it begs a question. So we're not doing like museum pieces that have to stand alone, and you know somebody looking at it in a hundred years is gonna be like, oh, that's what that is. Like I always tell people, go for more of the abstract look where someone's gonna ask about it, and you'll be able to say, oh yeah, this is actually this thing. Or I mean, uh, I had a guy send in a um, part of a seat from Notre Dame Stadium where he was standing on the seat and it shattered, like it broke under him. And so he took it home and then he sent that to me like 10 years later and I turned that into a putter where I kind of kept that shattered look. So if you just look at it, you have no idea what it is, but you see that it's a kind of a shattered piece of wood. And then you start asking questions and now he's talking about all the Notre Dame games he went to and what he went to school for and all the friends he made at school, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's how can we create a story that you can tell every time you're on the course? That is so cool. So when you... How how do they hold up? Like, do they get are they they're durable? I mean, so yeah. So that's the that's why we stabilize the wood. So if it was just regular wood, it would not. It would be terrible. Um, regular wood, you know, it, it absorbs water. It's pretty soft. Like it dings up easily. What happens when you stabilize wood is everywhere that there used to be water, you replace with like a plastic essentially that you know completely penetrates it, and so now water can't get in, and it becomes much harder. So it becomes more like plastic essentially and so yeah i mean they're i guarantee them for life and they're rock solid like i'm working on one right now that guy's been playing with a ton but he wanted a new different alignment lines in it and you, I mean, it looks like it just left the shop and he plays with it like every week so it's essentially like yes it's wood but it's actually more like plastic than it is wood and then um and then i mean early on we had you know random problems with things just because i was beta testing stuff but i'd always you know fix it and now we have like pretty much zero problems because I wanted people to send stuff back so I could learn from it and then make it better. And now these things are, I mean, I, I don't advise people to do it, but I tested plenty of them by hitting with five irons just to make sure things survive. Like I hit it full strength and it's survived. So, um, not to say that things don't happen, but if something does ever happen to one, then I either fix it or replace it or whatever. Like I don't pay for marketing. So if, someone's putter isn't in their bag and they're not talking about the great experience they had, then I'm you know, losing out on marketing. So I make sure that my clients absolutely love them, make sure that they're staying in their bags as long as possible and uh, that they just have good things to say about me and the company. So that's because golf, the golf industry, especially with equipment is it's a hard thing to get into, to, to crack into. You've done it all through word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, within, so, you know, started the company Black Friday, within a week had two putters made. Um, less than two months later, we were at the PGA show in Orlando and met a guy there named Sean Zach, who just, I was talking about what I was doing and just, you know, passionate about it, uh, talking about the stuff that we had planned. And he just was eating it up. I'm like, and then he eventually just says, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to write about this. Like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a writer for the golf magazine. Really? And so like the next day, 
there is an article online about you know the best products from the PGA show, and my putter was the top. So That's that was awesome, crazy. Man. And then yeah, and we've done very little paid advertising ever. It's like right now all I do is Instagram and Reddit, and between those two things, like honestly, and I run my business a little bit differently than others. Like I want to have forty to sixty putters in the works at all times. If we have more than 60 or like really more than like 50 some, I pretty much just, I slow down posting, slow down my stories. I uh, don't post to Reddit. And then once we get to 40, then I'll start doing some more posting. But I know how many putters I want to have in the works and we just try and shorten up the lead time on them so I can have more putters going. Um, but I don't like, I'm not trying to just, I'm not selling $20 widgets and have, you know, 10,000 in the back. Like every time I sell a putter, we have to actually make it. And so I don't want to be just, you know, going crazy, selling like nonstop. It's, um, you know, it's more about selling putters that tell a cool story that are interesting to make. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a lifestyle business for me. It's fun. I'm so jealous because you sound so happy about what you do. Like, I, like I enjoy doing this podcast and I, I kind of like my day job, but the excitement and passion about what you're doing is, is amazing, man. Like it's, it's awesome. Thanks, man. Well, I, I get a lot of messages from people. And, you know, comments saying, like, how lucky you are. And yes, like, I mean, I had a, a job that, you know, made us quite a bit of money early on. So I was able to, like, dump a ton of money into this. We lived in a trailer. Like, we used to live in the nicest house in town, pretty much, being an engineer, wife is a nurse. We left all that, um, sold, like, everything and put all the money into this. Lived in a trailer on my parents' property for a year. And, I mean, we you know, found the treasure and sold all to get it. But I designed everything around what I wanted to do. So it... It's not like, you know, this job was just magically on a job board and I picked it up. It was like I saw something. I did some testing to see if there was any sort of market for this, saw that there was, and then just kept adding things that I like to do. Like people are like, oh, you can do wedges, you can do drivers, this or that. Like, no, I don't like doing that stuff, so I'm not going to do it. Like I've got – I love putters. It's the most personal club in your bag. Um, We've created a method that like creates a putter that – performs just as well, if not better than anything else out there and tells a cool story and looks totally unique and different. And so we kind of, you know, but we're not like, we've got a process that works really well, but like no putter we make like looks like any other putter we've done. It's always pushing boundaries, making stuff crazier and crazier. And so it's always interesting. Like every time I come to the shop, it's like, okay, what am I going to work on today? And how are we going to incorporate this new idea that someone has or this new method or something? And so it's, I mean, we're doing one right now that's got a, incorporate a bike sprocket into it somehow like all sorts of just really tough challenges but i have no doubt that we'll figure it out but it's just it's not you know we're not making the same thing every day even though we are making the same thing every day every single one is unique and different well and i think what's really cool is so i could show my grandpa the newest scotty on instagram or the newest odyssey on instagram and he would just look at me and just like nod his head and basically tell me to get the hell away from him uh right before right, <laughs> right before i came over here for the pod i was showing him all all your different stuff and this is an 82 year old man who's loved golf his whole life his legitimate comment was that's the coolest thing i've ever seen i can't wait to to listen and being honest he hasn't listened to one of our podcasts before cause he doesn't care but i showed <laughs> him, I, no I, sh- I showed well, hi gramps <laughs> right, I, I i showed him your images and stuff like that and and honestly like i think that's what grandpa's getting for christmas i don't know how 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 much more he'll be able to golf but 
it's so awesome. And I see his face light up like that. Just showing him your, uh, your craftsmanship was, was so cool. So for all the listeners That's out right. there, like, don't just think about yourself. Like think about, like you mentioned the story about the guy's dad. Think about special people in your life. Cause it's, it's so cool. Like instead of just going and buying them your traditional, oh, I bought him a golf shirt. I bought him a dozen balls. Like this is awesome. Right. Well, this is like I'm the told- ultimate. It, you put in a lot of thought, but. But you really don't because you're just giving him the the thing and you're getting the credit for putting in tons of thought, right. but he's doing all the work. Right. And, and I mean, it goes, it's, it's about a half hour worth of work for the, the person who's you know, getting the putter. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I've been told so many times it's both the best gift someone's given and received. Like people just, um, it's, you know, kind of the, but wait, there's more. Like they open up the box, like, oh, that's a cool putter. Like that's really cool looking. Yeah, you like that? That's wood from, like, remember how you used to, you know, you grew up in the barn, um, you know, bucking hay every day and milking cows from that barn. Remember how we tore it down a couple years ago? This wood came from one of those rafters. Like, that's the kind of cool thing, like, but wait, there's more. Um, that's the fun part for me is putters where, like, I can point to putters that we did, you know, three years ago and be like, yep, here's the cool story behind that one. Um, those are the fun ones. Like, I like people all the time, oh, you should make uh, a certain, like, just do a run of putters that are all from whatever. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to... I want to be able to look at every single putter and say, yep, that's Steve's putter or that's John's putter or that's uh, Sally's putter because it's related to her poetry like, from Hawaii that was in her backyard, whatever. That's way more fun for me than just making a line of putters or doing a bunch of you know, pressing buttons and having CNC mill out 20 different or 200 different metal putters. Like we've done a few metal putter things where we incorporated some wooden back and it just, it wasn't fun. I just couldn't be as creative as I can with this. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because on there's a drop down and there's a metal putter uh, drop down, but there's nothing there. So is that just there's not? We've gonna... done a few. I think I've got like two or three left, and we'll we might do. Like I did one style called the Rogue, which totally unique. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really cool. Like, people loved it, and it's just a pain to machine. And so I'm trying to get a few more of those, but it's pulling teeth to get those things made. Um, so, I mean, there's, I've done a couple people love them. They're awesome putters, but I just can't be as like people say, Oh, can you change this on that or that on that? Like, not really. Like it's, you know, that's one of those few things I have to outsource. And so I never have to outsource something. You know, it's always still in the U S but it, uh, I hate those kind of supply chains. Like, I mean, I do, I make the wood in house, make the, like pour the acrylic in house now, do all the weights and everything in house. Like the, the, and then everything is as close as possible. So, like, the shafts that we powder coat are done um, three miles south. The lead that we get made for the, the weights, that's done five miles north. Um, the the wood we get from four miles north. Like, everything is as close as possible. The head covers we get, New Mexico and Ohio, and then the um, all the metal work we have done is, like, east coast. And so that's where it's just... 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The further away it is, the less I love it. Like I like to be able to just go to a place and see what, you know, work on it myself. Because um, I just I hate outsourcing this stuff. So, so if so, if someone wanted to put this in their bag as as their everyday go to putter, do you suggest that they kind of give you an idea of, hey, my current putter is this style mallet, or my current oh, yeah. putter is this blade, and then you kind of go from yeah, there? Yeah, most of the shapes we've done are based on someone saying, hey, I have a spider. Can you like make one that has a similar shape to that? Like that's that's where most of these shapes came from. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if someone wants one of my putters, then every custom one I do starts with a phone call where just like shoot me a message on Instagram or on my website. There's like a chat box there. And then we talk about what kind of stories you might want to tell. And so when people are always like, Oh, can you put a logo on there? Can you put a, a name? Like that's the easy part. Like that's, that's just, yeah, of course we can do that. But Let's, uh, let's figure out what kind of materials we're going to use, how we're going to incorporate, like the shape, what kind of, I mean, we can get crazy with colors. We can do all sorts of different things. Um, and so a lot of times people will, like, when they first hear about me, they'll message me and it takes them days, if not weeks, to kind of understand what is actually possible. And so my favorite jobs are the ones where people are like, Hey, I don't know if this is possible, but, and then we figure out something. Cause that's usually something that's never been done before, but and we've done, like putters out of cigar boxes and uh, like using tobacco leaves. Like we're getting to the point where people are like, Hey, could you do something out of this? And we've done some variation of that in the past just because we've done so many you know, 1300 plus putters now. So um, what, uh, what putter is yours? Like is yours on the website or is yours something super special or are you, I mean, you have to be using one of your putters, right? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, no, I use a Newport too. Right. No, um, <laughs> These are cool and everything, no. but uh, so I'm a Scotty guy. Mine's right. I'm a Scotty. Hey, Scotty follows me on Instagram. Okay, he followed me before I followed him. Now, how, so, now how did, seriously? Now, how did that feel? Oh yeah. Was, was that the kind of I made it moment? I, I mean, I don't know. That I mean, the first I made it moment was like two weeks into it when I sold my first putter and someone like was willing to spend 500 bucks on a putter. I was like, okay, that's cool. This is exciting. Like that's first one I remember. Um, I mean, honestly, like I don't see other putter manufacturers as competition just because what I do is so different. Right. Yeah. You, you're, you're your own um, niche. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's not like, I mean, it, it's, it's just different. Like I mean, Scotty, I talked to Scotty, uh, last year at PGA show and like thanked him for you know really creating this whole custom putter world. Like, you know, before he did what he did there was no one like working in their garage, stamping putters and doing that sort of thing. It just didn't exist. And he created that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, like knowing some of the other putter makers out there, Peretti, they're Max cool dude. Uh, Tyson's awesome. Like there's, you know, other really creative Cody James, like there's some amazing, um, manufacturers out there that I get to know through Instagram and, uh, just having a respect for like what other guys are capable of doing. There's, you know, it's kind of the rising tide lifts all boats. So, you know, when Scotty's doing well, when Tyson's doing well, when anybody's doing well, like that's good for the whole custom putter world and just bringing more 
validity to what we do. Okay, now back to Larry's question though. What's your gamer? We we, we got to know. Okay, we so gotta gamers, know, we got to know what's in your bag. So you know how um, in Indiana Jones and uh, uh, Last Crusade, um, they're going for the Holy Grail, right? Get out of here! Is, Crusade, Is yours right? made of the cup of the carpenter? <laughs> exactly. No monkey, bra- um, monkey brains. Well, but same. Same thing. Yeah, people ask for a putter out of the cross of Christ all the time. Like, brah, you can't get that material. Like, send it to me and I'll make it. But no. No, so mine is like, like you wouldn't pick it up out of a lineup. It is cherry wood from my childhood home. I used to sit in that tree and spit cherry pits at my sister. My dad's got the matching one. It's, But it's like the most basic-looking putter. Like, it's a widow. It's, it's really cool still, but it's not. Like, it doesn't have crazy engraving. doesn't have crazy acrylic. doesn't have anything crazy. It is standard. And so um, I'm in the middle. Like, But I, and I built it right-handed because I knew people were going to want to try it. Um, Are you left-handed? I, I'm left-handed. Yeah, I swing left-handed. And so, so you yeah. swing left-handed and putt right-handed? Putt, yep. But I'm switching <laughs> to starting to uh, putt left-handed just because I, I – it's to the point now where, like, honestly, if – so putting is a funny thing, like, from a sales standpoint – because, like, I don't even do a booth at the PGA show because what you'll find is that someone will, like, grab a putter and hit three putts. And from those three putts, if three of them go in, like, I'm buying this putter. If three of them miss, they're like, this is the worst putter I've ever seen. It's like, that's not accurate at all. And so I'd almost rather have them have to putt left-handed just because they're not going to expect it to go in. They're just going to get the feel for it. Like, they're going to know, like, yep, that feels amazing. And so I've kind of decided, like, I don't care if people putt with like a putter right-handed. Like I'd rather have them be like, eh, I guess I'll I'll try lefty. Just oh wow, that feels amazing. Great. Like we'll figure out your specs and everything later. Like you're putting with a putter that doesn't have your right specs. You're not gonna make putts anyways. So it's uh it's just funny to watch about the PGA show. Just like hit a bad putt. And be like oh, it's a terrible putter. It's like well, it could be a great putter for you. You just hit a bad putt. <laughs> people are weird. That's awesome marketing though. Like give them one the opposite hand. Here you go, bud. Have fun with this one. Maybe I have, yeah, yeah, it's uh maybe they're just start putting left handed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well I don't I just I don't want them to like base the whole idea of my putters and everything on whether they sunk their first putt. Like it's just not I mean it's funny when they do and they usually do. Like I mean there's been so many times people like grab my putter for the first time, sink a fifteen foot putt or whatever. Like, oh it's the most amazing putter ever. It's like, yes, but not because you got lucky and made your first putt. Like, it's just not <laughs> not a thing. So it's it's funny. But, yeah, I mean, my, my putter's just – it is a standard, like, yeah, nothing exciting. But my next one – so I almost died uh, this summer. I have always wanted to um, drive these, yeah, what do you – like hydroplane boats on the river, and they are – it sounds like uh, a million bees behind you. Like, they're terribly dangerous and crazy uh, boats. But every year at Boatnik for Memorial Day, we – they get raced on the, the river. And so one of my friends who actually does the gloss for these putters said that I could drive his boat. And so I did. And I, he told me to like, you know, not go too fast, kind of like get up on plane, but don't go crazy. I thought that meant go between like 70 to like keep it around 72. Don't get above 77 miles per hour. He meant like make sure to get above 30. And I didn't realize that. So I was going balls to the wall, like full throttle and managed to flip the sucker end over end. And uh, got a piece of that boat that I kind of want to incorporate into a putter. <laughs> did, you, did you pull it out of your spine after <laughs> after the accident? What's that? I said you pull it out of your spine after the accident. 
no, I actually made it out relatively scot-free. Like, I got a little rib pain, but that went away. But, I mean, the adrenaline, like, I was totally fine during it. Um, but it's funny, like, no one – there was one fisherman that saw me do it. The guys that were you know, at the boat launch, like, they just heard it happen. So as soon as they heard the engine cut, they were just bat out of hell, like, getting the boat race up to me. And I'm just sitting there floating in the uh, floating in the river, like, hey, sorry, messed up your boat. But it was still floating. It had a little hole in it, but it was fine. Um, the engine, like, they got the engine working by the time, like, we left the water. So it wasn't terrible. But, Did you uh, at least yeah, build the hippo putter? Like, Oh yeah, I mean he's got he's got a sick. Um, we did a like so his putter is made from his previous boat that his uh, there's another guy that raced his boat flipped that boat and so we made a putter like his putter is made with a piece of his boat. I feel like this guy needs to stop letting people drive his boat. It's he's really making poor life choices. <laughs> so how many like how off, are you working like fifteen sixteen hour days every day or no not at all. No, I mean, I, early on, yeah. Like, I mean, I put the two months before the first PGA show, like, I was working 20-hour days. Like, it was absolutely nuts. Um, but that was not the goal was to, like, create a job that was going to just make me a slave to the place. Like, right now, you know, I'm in the shop. I've got a buddy in who's – we've got a TrackMan 4 simulator. It's, like, Ultimate Man Cave. And so he's warming up to do his uh, his tournament. Uh, we do a, a weekly indoor league. Um, oh, but I, I saw normally this on your website that you have. Uh... It's so much fun. But yeah, normally by 5.30 on a weeknight, I'm home with the kids. I usually get to work around 7.30 or so. Um, but I mean, I, I work roughly, I mean, we play golf. We play nine holes every single morning. And then while I'm on the phone, I'm usually on, like, playing on the simulator too. So I play, you know, usually around like 18 to 36 holes a day uh, on my simulator just as I'm doing phone calls and sales stuff. Um, so that's real rough. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to be like having to crank putters all the time. So that's why that 40 to 60 putters a month or 40 to 60 putters at a time number is what we shoot for. And then the, I use a lot of engineering, a lot of software, a lot of systems to get our, um, our lead times down. So, you know, if it's, if we're doing you know, 40 putters over a three month period, we have to spread the money of 40 putters over three months. If we're doing 60 putters over one month, then we're able to, I mean, that's the money of 60 putters in one month. Like it's just, we don't, try and like make a ton of putters we just try and make them quick and so we are getting close head covers is still a little bit of a slow point for me like we shipped uh 13 putters today because we had a bunch of head covers we were waiting on that they finally came in so we shipped stuff off but if we're doing you know 60 putters a month that's kind of the the holy grail like that's where things are going to be really good and we're just about there i have to get a few more supply chain issues nailed down but um now that I'm like, you used to have to wait for wood. I had another supplier that was making the wood blocks and that would take three, four weeks at a time. Now that I do it myself, we can have it done in less than a week and then it goes right into our system and we're cranking away. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't work crazy late hours. Like I'm on Instagram here and there, but even that, like usually I'll post my kids once or twice a night, if that, but for the most part, I'm still on my phone here and there, but I try and be not on my phone too much when I'm, uh, Know, home with family because I got a four year old and a two year old and a wife. So want to uh, don't want to miss all the good years because I'm trying to build an empire. So speaking of Instagram today, you had two awesome posts. Uh, one was the torch. So the torch was awesome. Anytime you can light something on fire and show everybody that, that's pretty cool. Uh, the the that was uh, fun. The after effects of the torching was really cool. And then the second one, this one's just funny to me, and I actually uh, called my wife over to show it show her. So um, she's Latin. And one of the the code words for the the female special place is Kukuya. 
No so, way. <laughs> so you, so you posting how many times you're going to say Kakuya on TV, let's all get drunk or whatever it was. I was right. literally dying in my office because every time we watch a West Coast tournament, they talk about Kakuya. She like blushes like a little girl because that's always that's been like what, what they refer to it as. That. So there you, you go, know? man. Like, yeah. So your Instagram was on fire for me today. Literally. Literally. That's so good. Well, and so that, uh, that torch method, I saw just a uh, guy was posting on Instagram and showing just how, like he showed a method that he, it's one of those guys like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you how to do any of this stuff. And I like looked at it for two minutes like oh okay you probably do this and so figured it out like you torch that sucker it's not going to get into those crevices so it adds a lot of really cool depth to it and then uh yeah it's it's cool because like you still got like we can just make black wood like we can dye wood black but by torching it you get really cool contrast so it's just way more fun to like add that depth and just do straight black um but yeah i, mean, I try and i mean today got crazy with i had a bunch of people come into the shop i had um a ton of putters to ship. And so like I posted some cool stuff in the morning and then I don't think I've posted anything on Instagram for four or five hours. So it's, uh, but I still, I mean, as we're on the phone, I've got people messaging me. Like I usually, I get somewhere between like 30 to 50 DMS a day, um, from people just either asking about putters or I, you know, a lot of people that just friends with on Instagram that DM me all the time and we're doing you know, gifts back and forth or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a cool community of people, in the Insta world and even you know, on the Reddit world where it's just, it's fun. Like it was, uh, it was able to work with, that's kind of what I didn't love about engineering was I didn't get to work with a lot of people on a daily basis. It was kind of sit down and program or work on you know, some analysis. And I talked to like maybe one or two people a day. And now, I mean, it's 50 plus and then, you know, have 3000 plus people watch my stories and have, you know, tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of people see some of my Reddit posts and, just a, a whole lot more. And then people coming into the shop because we've got a really cool man cave shop that's built right on Main Street in downtown Grants Pass. So I mean, people coming in to use a simulator and. Oh, we can hear, we can hear it in the background, the you bastard. We yeah, can hear I gotta it. get out. I, I know, right? Figure out how to get there. <laughs> Dude, it's, well, so we're two and a half hours from Bandon. So like people will stop by, like if they fly into Medford, they'll stop by on the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's right on I-5. It's, like on one hand it's built so that people will come in and enjoy it. But on the other hand, like I put by appointment only on the door and uh, I mean, I don't lock it, but I try and keep the little old ladies that are antique shopping out because they will come in and they'll want to talk about how their, uh, you know, late husband Harold used to be a carpenter and made bed frames. I'm like, that's great. Helen, I just don't have time to talk about this. Like it was getting, I'm trying to play 36 Helen. Get the hell out of here. I know. I'm I got to wait for kids at home. God damn it. Right. She's waiting for me. Uh, so, yeah, that's actually kind of, there's, there's some truth to that. <laughs> so it's just you and one other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had some more employees for a while, but I, there were putters going out the door that I didn't know about that. I just, it wasn't fun for me. So yeah, I've got one really good employee and I mean, it's, it is crazy how much software we use to make this work. So we use software called Trello, um, which is our manufacturing software. We use a QR code reader, like a label has a QR code on it to be able to, um, hop into the board and, you know, we, all the instructions are there. The client gets to see all of that, like every step of the way, the client's seen pictures and seen us like take stuff off the checklist um, I, I use Zapier, which automates the internet. So as soon as the order comes in on uh, my WooCommerce site, it builds out a database in um, in my Airtable, and then I verify some stuff on Airtable and change one value there, and then it builds out the Trello board. And then, yeah, I mean, it's it is uh, super super efficient. Like, 
Um, so we're able to, like, I spend all my time, you know, working on like new sales. So I do a lot of like phone calls with people coming up with new plans for putters. Um, I don't have to like be in contact with clients very much because like after we've made the putter, because they're getting contact, like they're getting touch points every couple of days on Trello. And so it's, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's, on one hand, it's a ton of contact because anytime we're just doing our normal job, like just you know checking things off and taking pictures like we normally do, that's a touch point where the customer's seeing that and noticing it. And so we don't have to, um, you know, I, I don't have to call them all the time. I'm able to like just focus on those new sales and Instagram and yada, yada. So, uh, yeah, the, the software has just made it possible to just focus on the creation and not have to worry about um, all the other you know, logistics. But see, that's cool because it makes you part of the process. So it's almost like that's part of what you're paying for as well as enjoying uh, the anticipation of it coming. So you're building anticipation all the time because I'm sure every time someone gets that that uh, that update, it puts a smile on their face. They know that their stuff's on the way and they know that you're working on it. Right. Well, and I mean that's that's a big part of it. Like, um, yeah, any there would. I have so many guarantees like that I don't even really post about. I just, I take care of my clients like they or my mom or something. So you're getting picture updates as we go. But I also tell people like, then people they usually want pictures or something or like an idea of what we're going to make before we do it. And I tell people I can't do that because everything we're working with is natural materials. It's like, there's so much going on that we've never done before on pretty much every putter that I can't show you what it's going to look like before we do it. So what I'll do is like, I'll, you know, make a, the block, we take a picture of the block, you see the block and you're like, yeah, that looks great. Let's run with it. Or if you're like, oh, that doesn't look like what I want it to look like at all, then we'll make a new block. Um, if we're making the putter head and something's wrong, like you don't like the way the wood and acrylic work out or whatever, we'll start over. Like I even had a, we're starting one over right now. I had a lady who she wanted something crazy like pinks and whites and made it just very, very like very pink and girly. And when she got it, she's like, nope, this is wrong. I'm like, I kind of thought you might say that. And so we're going to try it again, but you know, no cost to her, no extra cost. Like we're just going to make her another putter because again, I don't pay for marketing. I pay for like, I want people to have awesome putters that are in their bag that they love. And so if I just kind of told her, well, tough luck, like she's never going to play with that putter and she's going to hate me. And so I don't want that. So I made sure to, you know, take ridiculous good care of her. And now she's going to love the, I mean, even it takes us three or four tries, which it won't, we'll get it right on the second one. I I know what she wants now, but now she's going to tell people how, much like we took care of her and she's going to love that putter even more now. And it's totally worth it. Like I just, I would hate to have someone hate me out there, like for making them a putter they don't love that just, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So yeah, that's, uh, I have one last question. I'll let you get to your simulator. Have you ever had someone just contact you and say, I want this shape. I want to pay $800 and I want you to make me whatever you think is the coolest. Um, yes. And I, I hate that. So like, I don't need much at all. Like give me a color, give me a idea, give me a anything and we'll make something sick with that. But like, there's an infinite direction we can go. And so like, like people ask me, you know, all the time, what's the coolest putter I did? And like, I can, I go based off the stories. Like, you know, the, I usually will say that the Saddam chair one's pretty cool. It doesn't look the craziest, wildest, like we've done other ones that, you know, look cooler, but the story's there. So I usually like, I'll tell people you're going to be playing with this putter. Like, you know, it's the goal is for you to actually like play with it every single round. 
I want you to be telling a crazy cool story. Like, you know, other putter manufacturers out there, they're happy to just make up some cool thing because honestly, like they're semi limited in what's possible with a metal putter. And I mean, there's still a ton you can do with it, but at the end of the day, it's a metal putter that you've got finished. You've got stamp, you've got, you know, some hammering and different things you can do, but there's only so much with mine. Like you could send me a surfboard. You could send me like, um, uh, your insect collection. You could send me, um, your shoe. You could send me like anything, whatever you want to tell a story. I can come up with some really cool way of doing it. And so if you just tell me, I'll just make a cool putter, like give me a story and I will craft a cool putter out of that. That's challenging. Just making a cool putter. Like every single putter I do is cool and pretty. It's like, that's not hard. It's the, how can we make something just crazy? So that's my best client though. He, uh, he's bought dozens of putters and he usually pays three to 10 times what like the retail value is just because he wants me to spend a ton of time on it and make it extra, extra crazy. Um, but he's like my best client because like he just gives me so much free range and trust of, yeah, we'll like do whatever you want on it. Um, but I want it to be, you know, uh, like the bass guitar putter was one of his like, yeah, you know, I want, uh, that was actually one where he called me up and said, make me a crazy putter. And I said, what's the coolest thing in your room right now? And he's, Oh, it's my eight string bass guitar. I'm like, cool. I'm going to make a putter out of your eight string bass guitar. Like that idea. Um, I'm not just going to make a cool, crazy putter. And it turned into one of the sickest putters. Like I carried that one around the PGA show and had you know, all sorts of, big name crazy people and just oogling over it it was uh that one turned out good that's so cool well um thank you for your time we appreciate it you make the coolest putters i've ever seen um and i am i i you will be getting an order for me i think at at some point pretty soon because i think i have to have one and the hardest part for me is i'm trying to figure out what i want because i want it to be something because you said the story is everything right so i'm trying to find that one thing that's that important to me that i want to talk about so I'm looking forward right. to it too. Anything else you want to no, cover yeah. before we let you go? Anything else you want to let the people, let the no, listeners know? It's, it's, uh, yeah, some cool stories. It's, uh, it's just fun. Like I get to do something I love every day and yeah, I mean, I can't wait to, if, if your listeners get one thing from this, just think like, call me up with a really cool story. Let's turn it into a putter that, you know, I love relationships, like talking about your dad, talking about your mom, talking about, um, you know, your, your grandpa, like guy sending me coins from his, like a, a Buckeye and a coin from his grandpa that they're making it for his dad. And so, um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not looking to just make, you know, hundreds of putters every month. Like I, even though, you know, we do 40 to 60 putters a month, it's still 40 to 60 that are pretty special. So don't feel like, Oh, I got to go send that guy business. So let me just call him up and like make whatever. Like, no, like think about it, come up with a really cool idea and ideally call me up saying, I don't know if this is possible, but, and then let's come up with some crazy way of making your dream for a putter reality. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, so much. Yeah. Pleasure guys. No pleasure. Uh, chat with you and can't wait to work with you guys on uh, something crazy. All right. So that was our show for this week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, bogey golf podcast, Twitter at bogey golf pod, Facebook, the bogey golf podcast, share the show with your friends. Go give us that five star rating. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Good day. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> TTFN, hot top for now. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye. Okay, lady, I love you. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll see you soon. Ciao. Ding-dong-day. Bye-bye. This concludes our broadcast day.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 